I'm Lonnie Edwards, the founder of The Dog Agency and Pet Insider, and you're listening to the Pet Insider Podcast. This is a show about the latest and greatest across the pet world. Whether you're a pet parent or just a little pet crazy, Pet Insider has you covered. We get it. We're obsessed too. I get so many direct messages and they say, this is the senior dog that I adopted because of your account. Oh my God, it just makes me almost cry every time because I can't adopt anymore. I'm I'm at my limit. But to know that this account has had an effect on other dogs that needed homes, it's just the best thing in the world. That was Steve Gregg, human behind the account Wolfgang2242 and client of the dog agency. Steve will discuss what inspired him to start adopting senior animals, what it's like living in a house with so many rescued pets, and how he hopes to inspire others through his Instagram account. Now let's get back to Steve. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. So how did you end up having this massive Instagram account with a huge following? Are you just like really good at Instagram or how, how did this happen? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I ask people that all the time. I, I honestly have no idea. It was never intended. It just kind of seemed to happen organically. And, and I don't really have an answer for it. I don't know. Had you been using social media before you created the account? Actively? <laughs> no. I, it's funny. My friends laugh that I am the last person that they would have ever expected this from because I, I just don't really use that kind of thing. Matter of fact, I don't even use Facebook. Instagram is really about the only form of social media that I use. What led you to start an Instagram account? Well, I had all these dogs and a pig and it's like you get some really funny pictures. I read on on the internet somewhere, it was explaining the difference between Facebook and Instagram. And I, I was always kind of turned off a little. I just didn't think Facebook was for me. But this description said, if Facebook was a chocolate chip cookie, then Instagram was the chocolate chips. And I was like, oh, I really like that. It's just like, you know, it gets, it's just direct. It's the pictures. I, I think this is the social media for me. So that's how I started it all. I had some great pictures of these dogs and the pig and and I thought this would be just be something cool to try. The name, can you talk about that, where that came from in the story there? Uh, Wolfgang was the dog that I had that caused me to start adopting seniors or dogs with disabilities. I, I think everybody that's a dog person has, you know, they love all dogs, but there's probably one or two dogs that they just, it's like their soulmate for some reason. And, and Wolfgang was that for me. And he was hit and killed by a car. And it just... Oh, it just left me devastated. I mean, I was just empty and it was just a horrible, horrible thing. And I I lived with this for a couple months and things were not getting better. And I knew that I had to do something to change this. And so I decided that if his death had meaning, if there was something that came out of it, it would help me to heal. And so I decided that I would somehow try to find a dog that would not have lived if he hadn't have died. And so I went to the shelter. It was at a kill shelter. So these dogs had a certain amount of time left. And I adopted the oldest dog that they had there. It was a 12-year-old chihuahua with four bad knees and a heart murmur. And his name is Eeyore. And today he's 16 years old with four bad knees and a heart murmur. At the time, did you have any other dogs other than Wolfgang? Or was he your only dog? I did. I think I had three other dogs. And some of them had come from the shelter. And I had one dog that I had since a puppy. So I was never focused only on adopting senior dogs or dogs with disabilities until Wolfgang died. And then I wanted to only do that 
in his honor. And why those dogs? Why senior dogs and dogs with disabilities? Because they are the last dogs to find a home. I mean, depending on the shelter, it's a pretty bleak situation for any dog. But then you add a dog that's considered a senior for their breed or their type of breed or their mixed breed or whatever, their chances are even lower. And so I wanted to let another dog live that would probably not be able to live. And that's why only only seniors or dogs with disabilities are just less likely to get adopted. How quickly did you start adding additional dogs to the family? It was pretty quick. It was funny because after I adopted Eeyore, it was amazing. On the car ride home, I immediately felt my heart just get better. It was just so amazing. And it it was probably just a few months after that, that I heard about another senior dog. And it's weird. I, I live actually in the city, but I live on a double lot and I had the room. And so I adopted another one and it was just as amazing. And, and then I adopted another and another. So I got to the point where I am today, which is nine senior dogs. And that's my limit. Can you talk us through your pack? Tell us who everyone is and and their personality and like a few words for each. Sure. Yeah. Well, Enoch is um, the Irish wolfhound and he's just the sweetest, most laid back guy. He is the only dog that I've had prior to adopting seniors only. I had him since he was a puppy before I even thought about senior dog adoption. And he's just a wonderful dog. He puts up with all these little dogs coming through the house and he's a great dog. And then on the opposite end, I have Engelbert. He is about three pounds. Um, He was adopted. uh, He had been abused and they took him away from the owners and, and I got him. And he, even though he's the smallest, he runs the house. His best friend is Eeyore, which was the original dog that I adopted when Wolfgang died. He's also a little chihuahua. He's 16 years old. I have Loretta, that's a terrier mix. She is 16 years old. I have Edna, which is a Bajan mix. Um, Her owners had just said they didn't have time for her anymore. And I mean, man, you want to talk about a dog having my heart. This one, I mean, they all do, trust me. But there's just such a connection with Edna. And she's battling kidney disease right now like a champ. I mean, just taking the medications and the fluids, and she's doing wonderful with all her checkups. I have Waylon. He's a Cocker Spaniel. He is definitely the most, I don't know, he's kind of a ding-dong. He's hes just like very laid back and doesn't always know what's going on. He's just kind of, I don't know. if He's lovable and unaware, I guess is the best way to describe him. And then I have Edsel. Um, he is a little Chihuahua Pekingese cross. His owners abandoned him at the veterinary. And it's funny, he's like the uh, the youngest kind of of my dogs at 11. He's amazing. He likes to know everything. Like if you're doing anything with your hands, he's right there. He wants to see what you're doing. He's so inquisitive. Let's see, it's hard to go through these guys without a picture in front of me. Let's see, who else do I not? Open your Instagram. Um, uh, yeah, that's probably <laughs> a good idea. So then, of course, I have Bikini the pig. She doesn't really have anything to do with senior dogs, but she does provide a lot of comic relief for the house. I also got her at a, I mean, I adopted her as well as an adult. I got her at a, at a chicken swap. We have these things called chicken swaps in Denver where people bring their chickens and poultry and goats and pigs and whatever that they aren't keeping and they're for sale. And I got her there. Two dogs left, I believe is Melvin. He is a dachshund and he has, he came from Florida. He was found on the streets of Florida. He is, I believe about 14 years old. 
he has ears that are as long as he is. I mean, it's, it's like you see his ears way before you see him. And then the newest dog that I brought into uh, the house is Doris. She is a poodle, a gray poodle. She's completely blind and um, just just a complete sweetheart. How did you come up with all of their names? It's funny. I, I don't really have a good answer for that. I, I try to live with the dog a day or two and see what they look like to me. But I don't like normal names. I don't like you know, just the normal names. And I'm not going to say any <laughs> to offend anybody, but I want something that's unique because these guys are seniors. I usually gravitate towards older type of names. That doesn't answer Bikini's name. I just thought that was funny. I just thought a big chubby pig named Bikini was hilarious. So sometimes it's just for my own uh, self-amusement. <laughs> it just, it's funny to walk through a house and yell bikini at a pig. It's just funny. <laughs> How do you come up with the hilarious captions and the personalities? I mean, every post you put up makes me laugh pretty much. So how do you I, You know, do I, I do don't that? know. I don't know. It's funny. I do think that's one of the keys to having interested followers is if you tell stories. And, and usually nobody has a better story about their dog than the owner because, you know, you just have this special relationship. So I don't know. I just try to tell it as I see it. How do they all get along? They all get along really well. It's similar to a normal family. You know, there's little scuffles every once in a while and certain ones break off into smaller groups, you know, like Eeyore and Engelbert are inseparable and really like Loretta and Etzel hang out a lot together and Edna and Waylon. But Overall, they all get along well. They all eat together and sleep together, and, and there's really no problems. How many of them sleep in bed with you? Oh, this is so embarrassing. All of them except for Melvin the Dachshund and uh, Enoch the Irish Wolfhound, which and I just don't have a big enough bed. So there's seven of them. <laughs> and yes, very good clarification. <laughs> that I can say will never happen. Um, yeah, it's funny. Somebody wrote on one of my comments yesterday, um, are you single? And I was like, I assumed that they meant it facetiously because it's like, yeah, I wonder. Um, I've got seven dogs that sleep in the bed. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, I've learned not to move around a lot when I sleep. I've got one little spot and that's where I'm confined to. So what is your day-to-day -day like? Because you have a full-time job. So can you talk us through an average day? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I get up at five every day except for the weekends. And I do animals and take a shower and get ready for work the first two hours. And then I leave for work at seven. And three days of the week, I come home at lunch and you know just check on the animals or give any medications that I need to. The other two days of the week, I have a housekeeper that comes and she is amazing. I could not do this without her. She's just, oh, she's just invaluable to me. And then when you get home from work at the end of the day, you start the whole process again? Yeah. Then I get home at the end of the day and we, you know, in the mornings, of course we do, when I say take care of the dogs, we're doing medications and I'm feeding them and I'm letting them out and I'm cleaning up after him. And, and then basically the same thing happens at night when I get home. I, I get home and we feed and give medications and they go out and we go for a walk and we come in and I go to bed. It's, uh, it's uh, It doesn't vary much. My, my schedule during the, the week is pretty set, but you know, I love it. It's not really uh, confining at all to me because 
there's just not hardly any time I don't want to be with a dog. And what are your weekends like? Uh, that's where I really cut loose. Sleep in till seven and uh, up till 10. <laughs> we, one fun thing, I mean, fun for me, it's, it's so dorky, but uh, on Friday night, it's usually the movie night. So it's just so nice that I don't have to worry about all these after we feed and give the medications and stuff. It's like, I don't have to worry about going to bed to get up early again. So everybody piles in the den. Uh, sometimes bikini, sometimes not. It just depends on our mood. But And there's a chicken, this crazy chicken that likes to come in and watch movies with us and open Netflix and a little whiskey. And, and we, we it's the best night of the week. <laughs> what kind of Netflix shows do you guys watch? You know, I, nothing that's animal <laughs> enjoyable. Everybody always asks that. They're like, oh, are you watching, you know, some dog movie or whatever? Um, it doesn't matter because we get in there to watch movies and they almost immediately fall asleep. It's the only one that stays up with me to watch movies is that chicken. It's so crazy. It's like me and the chicken watching some dark, you know, drama. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. I think she has the same taste I do, which, you know, it's, it's usually, I, I like dark stuff. What are your Netflix selects for, for people who are looking for new things to watch? What's um, been good lately? Uh, well, I like what is what's the one? It's called. Um, it's just it should be ready to come out new. It's Black Orchid, is that it or Black, oh, Black Mirror? Mirror. Uh, oh my god, that's right. I remember DMing with you about that. Uh, that's that kind of stuff is my favorite kind of stuff. I'm watching some Netflix series right now. I think it's called Untouchable or something like that. I just started it. It's a uh, documentary style, like Making a Murderer, oh, that awesome. kind of thing. It's a new one. Um, I, I like that kind of stuff. And then, so that's Friday night. So now talk to us about Saturday. Saturday, I actually interact with other people just so I don't become the crazy old man on the block with nine dogs and a pig. I do one day a week where I get, I get to see my friends and try to talk about something else other than what kind of dog food and medications everybody's on. <laughs> and then Sunday? Sunday, I go to church in the morning and... Um, Usually I have to do stuff to get ready for the week or that's usually when I try to do a couple posts on Sunday or at least get something ready. It's funny, the dogs, they know what we're doing. It's like I get out the camera and I get out stuff and they've just got this like, okay, <laughs> this kind of resignation about them. Um, I mean, some of the best ones, in my opinion, are I just come into a room and there's like these dogs doing something crazy with a pig and I'll, I'll shoot that on my phone. But sometimes I have ideas about specific shots I want and I usually try to do those on Sundays. Um, it's it's more of a laid back day. Do you edit your photos? Uh, by, by edit, what do you mean? Like with light and dark and stuff like that? Like, do you use apps to adjust the contrast? Yeah, I only use the tools that are available on Instagram. Are some more? Yes. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. Engelbert is always right on. I don't care. Like, sometimes when I'm taking group photos, I have to thumb through a bunch because, like, you know, Waylon will be asleep or somebody, Doris, she's the blind one. She's hard because she doesn't know where to look. So, but every picture you look at, Engelbert is looking directly at the camera. He is always camera ready. <laughs> you read my mind. That was exactly my question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. There'll be like 20 photos of the group and I'd never even have to look at the Engelbert one because I know his is always perfect. Who is your favorite? Oh, I never answer that question. Oh, no. And this is serious. I, they're different ones. 
have different parts of me that are there that make them my favorite. Like Engelbert is just so dang tiny and odd and funny that, you know, he's definitely my favorite for some stuff. But then I go hiking and Enoch, the Irish wolfhound, he's my favorite. You know, we have that time together. And, and Edna is so attached to me. She just like loves me probably more than any of the other dogs. And so there's that attachment with her. And it, it honestly, it just, depending on what the situation we're talking about, I have a favorite for that situation. And Halloween, you started posting on Halloween in September. Is, <laughs> is Halloween one of your favorite holidays? <laughs> well, um, it's interesting. I just recently, this is going to sound weird, but I just recently painted my house black. Like it's completely black. It's So this year I'm kind of more into Halloween than I was in prior years because I'm like everybody in the neighborhood's talking about the black house on Halloween. So I got, I got into it a little earlier than I normally do. Do all of them like getting dressed up? Yeah, I don't think really any of them like getting dressed up. Some of them will put up with it better than others do. I mean, Engelbert is really good about it because he normally wears a coat or a shirt or something anyway. So he's really used to it. You know, I have others that they put up more of a fight, but I don't do it that often. So they usually are, are compliant. Do they share toys? I would say two of them play with toys. And that's Enoch, which is the Irish wolfhound, and Edsel. And they don't share very well because Edsel, the little, he's a little chihuahua. And he gets scared when Enoch wants to play with him because he's so much bigger. So there's not a lot of toy, toy activity <laughs> in my house. <laughs> How much do Enoch and Engelbert weigh? Enoch is about 140, and Engelbert is 3.1 or 2. I mean, he's just barely at 3. He's He is the tiniest dog I've ever seen in real life. I've heard of dogs just being smaller, but I've never actually seen one. He's just the oddest looking little thing. And another thing that makes him kind of odd is he has some neurological issues and his back legs don't work properly. He can certainly walk and and, and, and get around, but they aren't as powerful as his front legs. His front legs do most of the work and his back legs kind of keep him upright. So his front legs and chest are very developed and they look very muscular. So he kind of looks like this tiny little bulldog or something. It's very funny. He definitely has his own unique look. He's not coming with you to Pecan this year, right? He's probably the most popular dog that I have, but I thought I would bring Etzel this year. Engelberg gets like, you know, he puts up with it for a while, but after a while he doesn't want to meet any new people. Whereas Etzel, he will meet every person in the world and it's still not be enough. He loves people. Who's flown with you and who's gone on other types of trips with you and who just stays at home? They've all traveled with me, every one of them, even Bikini. And even the chicken, <laughs> we've done road trips together and that's a nightmare. But the ones that have flown with me would be Engelbert and Loretta and Edsel. And those are the only ones that have flown with me. The other ones we've done car trips together. Wait, so talk to us about going on a road trip with a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I was going to my parents and my parents live about six hours away. And so we did a road trip for the holidays and I didn't have anybody because it was the holidays, everybody's gone. So I didn't have anybody to take care of my animals at home. So I brought the chicken and I brought Bikini the pig and I brought all of the dogs. And what I did was I rented an RV because I have an SUV, which is big enough, but 
you know, you, it's funny, you'll be in the car and then you get out to get gas and then you get back in the car and you realize how bad it stinks. So <laughs> I'm like, so I decided to do bigger space for the next trip. And we, we rented an RV so that everybody had plenty of room and there was plenty of air vents. It was, it was a better experience. Wow. And were they all just kind of like roaming around in the RV? <laughs> what was that like logistically? Yeah. They, they, you know, Bikini had, had a bed in there and she really was pretty good about setting in the bed. But it, the funny thing was about halfway through the trip where we got gas, I let everybody out to go to the bathroom. And you should see people's face at a gas station when you let nine dogs and a pig out of the car to go to the bathroom. <laughs> How did, did you have to do them each one at a time, or how did I, we, you manage that? I, I, would, I had my roommate with me on this last time, and we would do. Uh, I think we could do all of. Like he would bring out half of them, then I'd bring out the other half, and we each tried to keep our eyes on the ones that were assigned to us. Um, but at one point, we had all of them out. It was in a small town, <laughs> and so there was more open space. But yeah, it will stop traffic when you do that. It's funny. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so your Instagram account, did it start growing immediately? What was that process like? I mean, you almost have a million followers, which is incredible. Yeah, it's insane. It, it started growing pretty fast just because, like I said, I had some pretty interesting pictures with all these dogs and a pig. And then what happened was I adopted a dog that I found on Susie's senior dog. And it was in a very remote, far off place. And we drove to get it. And, and it was when Susie's senior dog was first starting. We'd actually been in contact about this dog. And I ended up adopting this dog. It's, her name was Phyllis. And she was blind and deaf. And she, she'd been turned loose on the highway. And she didn't have any hair. And it was just a horrible situation. And um, after I had adopted her, I got back to work like the following Monday. And I had a voicemail from her a boyfriend, which is now her husband, and it was Brandon from Humans in New York, and he just called to thank me for adopting that dog. We kind of just started to become friends, and I went out there to New York one time, and we all had lunch together, and he posted a picture of me and Engelbert, and he said that I was one of his favorite accounts, and it, I got 10,000 followers off of that, and then it just has kind of grown in chunks after that. How many followers did you have at the time? I probably had a thousand, two thousand. And so then immediately it was like twelve thousand. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I thought that was I was like, I'm up there with Beyonce. It was a little overwhelming. But then it's just kind of happened, you know, in chunks. And, you know, I did a thing for the uh, Rachel Ray show and you know, then it grew a little more then and it just kinda seems to grow in chunks like that. And why do you think your account has resonated with so many people? I, this is what I think. I, I think because I'm not I'm not a writer, I'm not, and I'm not a photographer, I'm not good at that either. But what I think people like is everybody always feels sorry for the underdog. And so there's lots of rescue sites out there, but they never get to see what happens to the dog after they're rescued. And I think that's a very fulfilling thing for people to be able to see a dog rescued and then to live out the rest of their life in a happy home. I think that satisfies a lot of people, you know, just emotionally. And what's been the most rewarding part for you in this whole process? That I get so many direct messages and they say, this is the senior dog that I adopted because of your account. Oh my God, it just makes me almost cry every time because I can't adopt anymore. I'm, I'm at my limit. But to know that this account has had an effect on other dogs that needed homes, it's just the best thing in the world. How hard is it to coordinate a photo with so many animals? A long time ago, I probably should do this again, but a long time ago, I did a video of it because people are always like, how in the world? 
the dogs are so used to it that I will have a couch or wherever I'm going to take them and I'll just put them up there one by one. And then I sit down and, and we take the shot. And generally I can do it in 10 to 15 shots. And the only reason that is, is because somebody's got their eyes closed or somebody's looking the other direction or whatever, but they're also used to it. They're very well behaved as far as it comes to picture taking. They know what we're doing. Can you give us a, a little hint as to your Halloween costume plans? I saw the one post you just did, but anything else you can share? Not one person has guessed it. I can tell you that much. And the apple might have been a little bit misleading, although it is appropriate. It, it's slightly misleading. I think people are thinking the apple is a center of the photo and it's not. I, I don't think anybody's going to guess it. It is a fairy tale. I will say that. It's a fairy tale. Can we guess? If we're right, will you say it? Yeah, because you won't guess it. So absolutely, go ahead. Snow White? No, that's why it's a little misleading. <laughs> it's funny because when people started guessing and nobody got it, I thought, oh gosh, I hope I haven't done this wrong. You have thousands of comments. Right. Yeah, but I got online to read about the fairy tale and sure enough, the apple is in it, although it's kind of a side note. I'm even going to try to get bikini in on this. And I promise you, that's the part. Like everybody asks about taking the pictures. It's so easy with the dogs. Bikini is a whole other matter. Well, she's just a very moody individual and, and you never know what bikini you're going to get. So sometimes we'll be taking a picture and we don't want her in it. And she comes into the room and kind of demands to be in the picture. And then there's other time you're just practically giving her anything she wants and she will just to be obstinate, you know, say no. So you just don't know what you're going to get. And planning a picture around a pig being in it is can be disappointing. So for people who are looking to adopt senior dogs, what do you what what would you say to them? I will say that I've never talked to a person that has been in contact with me about adopting a senior dog and that did that wished they hadn't. I have never heard somebody say, you know, I wish I would have never done that. Um it's so fulfilling. These dogs are so loving and they're so grateful that no matter what amount of time you have with them, it's absolutely worth it. I feel like in the past you said you were done and then you added, are you like really done for now? I'm really done. I'm, I mean, what, what I always do though, and, and I will continue to do till I get older and more decrepit is I always, when one of the dog passes away, I always adopt another in their honor. But at this point, I, I know that I'm at my, it's just, I can't care for more than I have now well and give them individual attention. So I get so many people send me dogs and it just breaks my heart. It's like, oh, I'd love to get this dog. I know that it wouldn't be the responsible thing to do. And for people that are looking in particular to rescue a senior dog, what are the best resources and places to find them? Just the local shelter. They're in every local shelter. You don't have to look hard. People, it's so sad, but people, as a dog becomes older and it doesn't go for walks with them like it used to, or, or some other activity has changed, they, people just give them up. And it's so sad, but they're at every shelter. And where can people find you in New York in November? I'll be at PetCon both days. I'm especially excited to bring Etzel this year because everybody loves that dog that meets him. He's just such full, so full of personality and he loves everybody. And he's just an odd, weird little dog. And um, I'm excited because I think people are really going to love him one-on-one. -on -one, and I know he loves people one-on-one. -on -one, so I, I'm excited about it. 
Thank you so much for doing this podcast. It was so great to chat with you. Yeah, you too. I'm so excited to see you in November. Yeah, me too. That was Steve Gregg, human behind the account Wolfgang2242 and client of the dog agency. To keep up with Steve and the entire Wolfgang crew, follow Wolfgang2242 on Instagram. And to meet them, come to PetCon. Want even more access to everything pet? Get your ticket to PetCon. PetCon will take place November 17th and 18th at the Javits Center in New York City. PetCon is two days of meet and greets with your favorite Instagram pets, fun activations, insightful panels, a highly curated selection of awesome and innovative products for your shopping pleasure, and of course, lots of adorable, adoptable pets. Tickets are going fast. Make sure to get yours today at petcon.co. That's P-E-T-C-O-N dot C-O. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please leave us an awesome review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. If you have any pet-related topics you want us to cover, email us at podcast at petinsider.com. To listen to past episodes, visit petinsider.com slash podcast. I'm Lonnie Edwards, and thank you for listening to the Pet Insider Podcast. Talk soon.